Hey, welcome again to another post-match rant. This rant is uh, about a game that we just finished watching. And what we finished, just finished, well, not really watching, but maybe following it on Twitter, uh, was a 5-1 victory over Inter-Nashville. Again, this is Jim. I'm Chattagooner on Twitter. And I'm Todd, great footballer on Twitter. So, Todd, if you would, um, you know, so we're going to talk to Matt in a little bit about uh, Matt Coniglio, who was at the match, and uh, so we'll hear from him a little bit. But first, if you would kind of go over if, you know, there's still some question about if this is going to be a win or, or what, we have to hear from the league. But if it is a win, which I think it will be, can you, what, what does this mean for the standings and playoffs and that kind of stuff? Well, pending league, league approval, uh, CFC goes up the road to uh, Nashville, Inner Nashville, uh, and brings home the seventh win in a row. That's a five-one win tonight. Uh, goals coming from Dunstan, Walsh, Zeka, Webb, and topping it off is Lima, the defender getting forward uh, in the last, or what would end up being probably the last minute of the game before uh, being uh, called off due to weather. Like I said, this uh, puts uh, CFC on twenty-two points and also clinches the Southeast uh, regular season uh, uh, championship, if you will. Um, So we still got to play this weekend at at Greenville away. And uh, so as we were talking about earlier, you know, really this doesn't do very much in terms of the regular season just puts us at, uh, I guess, having the number one seed in the playoffs. Uh, so we don't know who we're going to play yet because there's still a couple of regular season games to go. But we'll know we'll be uh, in that number one seed, so we'll be playing the fourth seed. Yeah, so I think you, know, you and I were talking right before we started recording. You know, you know, Chattanooga has Greenville left. Asheville has Atlanta left. And I guess that means Inter has Georgia. Um, so, you know, Asheville, if uh, Asheville could finish second um, – Actually, actually, I, I don't know the goal difference between Greenville and Inter, uh, but you know, if Asheville and Inter both win, uh, both win their matches, and we beat Greenville, then Asheville will be seven have seventeen points, and Inter will be even on points with Greenville. So um, that that might be interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, teams two, three, and four still got a lot to play for in terms of uh, positioning for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we do have Asheville going to Atlanta. I mean, I hate to just punch three points for them, but I mean, based on uh, Atlanta's performances, you know, through the rest of the season, I'm going to go ahead and give the nod to Asheville. Yeah. Um, so, but still, there's there's everything to play for for those other teams. And it was announced yesterday that Chattanooga would be hosting the playoffs. And a lot of people were asking, you know, how did – we thought that whoever won the regular season would host. And uh, I reached out to uh, someone at CFC, and I was told that that was actually negotiated uh, prior to the season starting, uh, that if CFC made the playoffs, that they would host uh, basically regardless of seeded position. So that's kind of how that played out. Uh, but I think uh, it's – you know, look, moving forward, we can now go ahead and start planning on uh, on those games and just really enjoy the results this weekend, seeing who we're going to play. I don't know about you, but I, I really don't have – I guess if we looked at season results, you know, this weekend pending versus uh, Greenville, I don't really have that much of a team I would rather play. I guess maybe Nashville, but, I mean, you're going to have to play, you know, you got to play everybody at the end of the day. 
Yeah. Well, ju- again, just the idea of Greenville and Asheville beating on each other again. Um, you know, the, the night before we would have to play whoever won- wins that game, I think is good for me. I mean, who knows? The, you know, half the team, half the teams may get a red card. So, um, well, I'm saying just for entertainment value, I would like to see Greenville and Asheville. Yeah. I would love to show up early Friday night at Finley and uh, and witness a pseudo soccer boxing match. Exactly. Uh, I just think that's that's just good entertainment. Yeah. And then uh, we'll we'll take whoever's left standing at the end of that. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, that would be my preference. You know, not so much because I, I'd rather play Inter. I just rather Greenville and Asheville play, so I could watch that. I you know buy some popcorn and sit up in the stands and, and watch the blood flow. So <laughs> we're probably, we're, we're probably sick individuals that would <laughs> watch a NASCAR event for the wreck. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Well, I, you know, we're, we're going to, like I said, we're going to talk to Matt a little bit, but anything else before we, we kind of bring him in on the conversation? No, I just, uh, I, I really wish we could have enjoyed the game last night. You know, we were both set up ready to do it. And then, uh, you know, that's what happens. We sit there and we ridicule my Kuju. Uh, for several games in a row, and they were like, "Oh yes, the CFC feed. It's yeah. going to be dependable. It's going to be. It's going to be good." And then, like uh, like you said, we get a. I, I feel like we're being punished by the soccer gods for not traveling to Nashville. Yeah, it was it was really rough. I mean, it was worse than it was worse than the the Georgia uh, the Georgia Revolution away match earlier this season. So it had me dreaming of, of my Kuju. So, um, which is, you know, not what anyone needs to be dreaming about. So, well, the one goal I did get to see was a, it was a thing of beauty. And that was the uh, third goal uh, by Zeka, which uh, you know, Matt will talk about a little bit, but that was just nice combination play between uh, Webb, Cole and Zeka. And as the so old soccer saying goal goes, uh, two headers is a goal. Yeah, and uh, so if you can pull that one up on the feed, do yourself a favor. It's a it's a nice one. Yeah, Webb. I mean, you know, Webb had a good game, and again, you know, the the goals I saw and what I saw, there was one person in the middle of all of it, and it's Caleb. And you know, you know, we we've, we've talked about him a lot, and you know, the goal where uh, I think it's Webb who fires off fires across. Is that what is that the goal you're talking about? Where he crosses it over. And and Cole, yeah, yeah. yeah, where he crosses it over and Cole, I, you know, he flicks it on. I, I'm not sure if he was trying to flick it onto goal or just flick it across the box, but he flicks it and just sets it up perfectly. Um, and anyway, check it, that you can see that on the feed uh, if you if you want to check it out. It it is a it is a nice goal. And again, Caleb's in the middle of a lot of that action. Uh, we've talked about him a lot, but um, you know, it's 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 really it's really fun to watch him to watch him play and grow. Um, so with that said, we'll, we'll gonna, we're going to bring Matt on and, and talk a little bit about, uh, about the match. So he'll be with us right after the break. Right, and next on the review, we've got um, Matt on the phone. Matt, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. And Todd's still there. So we've got the three of uh, us. We're... You got it? So the three of us, uh, you know, chatting a little bit about the, the match last night. Matt was there kind of fighting the storm so matt what you're gonna you're gonna have a lot more to talk about than todd and i because i saw a couple of the goals but the rest of the feed i mean kind of looked like a cross between a a jackson pollock painting and uh and maybe leroy neiman something like that well i i understand that uh that elbow conductor had some issues with 
stream last night. Uh, we were the ones that set it up, not Nashville. From what I understand, the generator uh, that was powering one of the lights and one of the, the field corners that we were using for the stream also cut out at one point. So it was kind of a it was kind of a mess. Yeah. Uh, basically, the game can be summed up in one way. We took our chances and we made the scoreline so big that there was no point playing after the thunderstorms rolled in. Uh, we pretty much dominated the ball, dominated possession, created tons of chances. The scoreline could have been bigger than five, to be honest. And then you know, maybe maybe a, 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 a difference from some previous years where we would dominate the ball, dominate the chances, and still struggle to, to win, at least convincingly. Guys took their chances last night. For those that don't know, could you explain kind of the uh, atmosphere and kind of the field and the – I guess the obstacles that the players have to uh, face when they go up and play at Inter. So the field's about 100 yards long. Midfield is quite literally the 40-yard line. So it's about 18 or so yards shorter than Finley Stadium. It's about 57, 58 yards or, or meters or something wide. So it's, it's narrower than Finley. It's the closer, maybe it's, it's like a yard uh, wider than, than, say, like the Georgia Revolution or Atlanta field. You know, you put 22 players out there in that small space, and there's not a lot of room to do a lot of stuff. I watched the I watched the international Greenville game last a couple nights ago, and Greenville, for having a lot of the ball, couldn't really do anything uh, in terms of in, 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 the, in the compact space. And when they pushed numbers forward, international just bum rushed them on the counter, and that's how they went up and ultimately won that game. We tried a sort of a similar strategy, but it helps that we're a lot better at soccer than, than Greenville is, although <laughs> let that 2-2 result kind of contradict me a little bit. We put numbers in the box on almost every set-piece opportunity. We had numbers, good numbers forward on every attacking wave, uh, specifically on the set-pieces. We just wanted to jam people up in the box and you know be ready for it to pounce on a wayward ball. And so the first goal of the game comes off of the set piece. Ball hits the, I want to say it was the crossbar. And it's just rebounded home by Jordan Dunson. The second goal, Mason Walsh just takes a really good chance. Kind of out of nothing. Uh, I don't remember exactly, and I want to go see the beat again. But if memory serves, it was just a ball kind of laying around after bouncing a little bit near the top of the box. And he just turned around and put it in the low corner. Our, our third goal by second was probably the best goal of the night. Good attacking piece with, with Alan Webb as he likes to end up uh, down one of the sidelines. Crossed the ball into towards Caleb Cole, of all people, one of the shortest guys in the field, who heads it across and seconds there to beat it and head it home. Uh, yeah, that was – that, that third goal was off of a turnover. I think we had a free kick and uh, – well, I guess not really a turnover, but a free kick into the box and a Nashville guy cleared it right to – who played the ball out to? Who played the ball out to Webb? Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, so it was clear. Like they tried to clear the clear the free kick, and it landed right to whoever that player was. And then he turns and plays it out to Webb, and Webb, you know, fires that cross yeah. cross in. And then Caleb, either I don't know if that was a a shot or a well, I, you know, I call those shrosses or crots. I don't know. So it was like a shot cross, and uh, but it ended up being really God. nicely, really nicely and put on the. So many times the Asheville goal for Marcus Marzok. Yeah, uh, is the first. So this team, this team is dangerous. And then, and then Webb's goal was was well taken. It was an early strike, caught the keeper flat-footed. Uh, some good combination play with I think Cameron and Mason on the left-hand side. And you know that's that's a goal that you know 
maybe early in the season we don't even try to take. Uh, and we certainly don't score. Uh, and then the fifth goal early in the second half, uh, well, early in the second half, we get the goal back uh, from a pretty lackluster start uh, communication-wise for our defense. Yeah, we you can't see that one on the feed. I, I tried to look, look go back and, and see what goals I could see, and yeah, the the Nashville goal's not not there. I don't I don't remember it too much except that I know it happened fast. I don't think it was on a full on counter attack where there were two there were two scenarios in the first half where Nashville had counter attack opportunities and must have rushed like six guys forward to try to, to try to take advantage of it. There was one situation where Gabby Torres had to come over from the far left side to the middle of the field to break up the counter attack. Uh, and there was another where Alan Webb was the last man back. It's not an ideal scenario. <laughs> you know, it, it worked, though, because we were, it was one of those situations where you were coming off the set. So everyone's forward. And, you know, we sing the song, Webb has got the judge for a reason. And, and he, he just gets back, makes a good tackle, makes a clean tackle, and uh, the ball gets too forward towards Everton, who's the farthest man forward at the time. Uh, and speaking of Lima, Lima's goal in the 51st minute or so, comes up with a corner kick, falls bouncing around the box. He just controls it and then slaps it home from about 16 yards or so with his left foot. Like, looking like a striker. Yeah, I, yeah, I, wish, <laughs> I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, and that, that was, was, and that, uh, was the last, that was the last kick of the ball. Well, it must have been, uh, you know, the, the the storm must have been pretty severe. I mean, it you know it put a dent or put a you know a dent in that game, and, and certainly the the gold cup match uh, downtown was delayed for I don't know ninety ninety minutes, and so yeah, it was, so it was it was weird because we had seen some lightning kind of in the distance, but it didn't look too serious. Uh, and then the referee apparently the the lightning tracker picked up some lightning within within like thirteen miles or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, the skies are clear. Everything was fine, and it probably took twenty more minutes before it's become really noticeable. And so we waited. We waited around, and to me, it looked like like our coaching staff was obviously okay with. And once you're in the second half and the NBSO rules, the game can be called if it's if it's not able to be played the rest of the night. Uh, and sometimes they'll they'll try to make it up at a later date to finish it. Although they understand the, the cost behind that, and sometimes they just call the game off. And with a five-one scoreline, we were willing to call it. Uh, Nashville was willing to call it. The referees were willing to call it. That kind of thing should hopefully be resolved with the NCSL. Hopefully by by published time for them. It's just that sometime today that should get officially confirmed as three points. Yes, yeah, so I was and, I was talking to somebody, Laura Mills, on uh, Twitter, and she was kind enough to find a little section of the MPSL rules and and send me a screenshot of them. And it, you know, it clearly, you know, these are. I think she told me. I think she said these are from seventeen, so that there could be some minor changes. But it, it I mean, it says clearly. Not that this means much for MPSL, but it says clearly a match terminated after the completion of the first half is considered to be an official match. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think we're going to be fine. It's probably just one of those things where the NPSL has to officially give the go. Right. Be okay. The next day. Well, it was. So, a, it, I mean, all in all, it was a. It was a. You know, for 51 minutes, it was a dominating performance. It, re, it, it really. Event, it really seems like the team is is kind of gelling and really playing well at a, at a good time. Yeah, they absolutely are. And and I'll tell you something that's pretty scary for everybody else. Think about who didn't play last night. Yeah. And no. let's not even. You know, Let's not even consider, you know, 
you know, Lanzana's still still hurt. Uh, Ruben Marias is still out right now. We still haven't seen Genki Miyashi in league play yet, and I don't know I don't know what the timetable of any of those injuries are. But last night we were without Juan Hernandez, who's still recovering situation. We were without Marcus Marzoc, who's still recovering from an illness. We were without Daniel Valenciano, he was on the bench, didn't have to play. And Joel Costa was on the bench, and didn't play. Yeah. And oh, by the way, Felipe Oliveira was on the bench. He's on the leading score. It bodes well for for the playoffs, I think. I, I'm I'm yeah, I'm really I'm you know optimistic about the Greenville match, and I don't know what we're going to do there. I wonder how, I wonder if we're going to rotate and play. It doesn't mean. It well, doesn't. I'll, I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you something that I think they're considering. Well, they have to take into mind the coaches out when they're when they're choosing the team for Saturday. Yes, we clinched, assuming assuming we get three points out of yeah, it's true out of last night's game. Yeah, we still need to win on Saturday to get. Point five points per game. That's true. That's true. I saw the Cosmos drew. Uh, I think last night. I don't know. If, I don't know what Miami has left for the. You know, I guess in the region. But I'm sorry. Did the Cosmos drew last night. I th- I thought I saw the drew, the Cosmos drew last night. Yeah. I think I think I did the math on it, and I don't think we can catch uh, the Miami team in points yeah. per game. So I said, if it comes down between us and them later on in the playoffs, it looks like that we would be traveling to Miami. Uh, I just don't think uh, if, we can catch if, them. Yeah, assuming it's Miami FC, uh, you'd have to re- you'd have to have them lose to Jacksonville Armada Q23 on Saturday. Yeah, and they won no the, the previous game, so I don't like their chances. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the, the best case scenario is that CFC wins on Saturday, goes through the conference tournament, you know, unscathed, and then you got to hope that my, someone like Miami United is able to upset Miami FC uh, in there in the Sunshine Conference playoff. Right. Otherwise, it's a it's a Tuesday night trip to Miami, uh, which which won't be easy. But also, I like our chances on the road. Yeah. Well, okay. Th- uh, thanks, Matt, for uh, for calling in. It, it it really helps because you know Todd and I really couldn't watch the game much, and so it, it helps to have somebody who was there kind of talk about what they saw. Uh, I really appreciate you calling in and and uh, safe travels. Okay. I, I will. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Matt. All right. That was uh, Matt Caniglio joining us uh, and filling us in on all the action from last night. We certainly appreciate him calling in. He's got a really busy schedule. He's going from, uh, went from Chattanooga yesterday up to Nashville, then on to Cincinnati, and then back down for the weekend game down at Greenville. So, uh, And he's a great resource to have for us calling in. We certainly appreciate his time. And, Jim, this takes us uh, to the end of the show. We uh, look forward to Greenville coming up, uh, the final uh, game for CFC this year. Uh, final thoughts? No, you know, again, uh, th- thanks for joining us for the uh, post-match what reflection. That's what we, you know, we we heard that it can't be a rant because we did it the next day. So I don't know if it's a post-match review reflection. What what did you what did you call it when we right before we started? Afterglow. The afterglow. afterglow. Yeah, the post-match yeah. afterglow. So whatever you want to call it, uh, I'm glad you were listening. And uh, please, again, uh, you can find the other shows at uh, on Sound Monkey. Sound Monkey. Sound Monkey is a person. You can find them on SoundCloud. Uh, and, and, and again, you could also find us on, on most of the places where you find your favorite podcast. So check out the other shows. We appreciate you following along and, and, and listening. And, uh, with that, we will see you next after CFC 10 Greenville, nothing. 
right? That sounds good. So, Todd, Solid. thanks for calling in, and uh, go CFC. Go Blues. Bye.